0: to the Indie Dotes, the podcast for independent creators. Today on the podcast, we have Femke van Schoonhoven. I think I said that right. Nice. Pretty close. It was pretty close. You did well. Yeah, pretty close. I'm very proud of myself. Um, Those Dutch names are a little challenging. Um, So anyway, um, Femke is a, um, a side project addict. And um, and full disclosure, I am in love with her graphic design work. She's done some stuff for Bet On Yourself. So full disclosure, uh, that's part of why I wanted to have her on the, the show. Um, so welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It was so nice when you reached out to me. It was such a lovely surprise.
0: Oh, good. I'm always like, there's always that moment where I think, oh, will they, will they pick me? Will they, will I be that last kid at kickball who doesn't get picked? And they're like, no, I'm sorry. I'd rather not play the game than than go on a podcast with you.
1: No, I love being on podcasts. I've I've done a couple of guest interviews on podcasts, and it's always so much fun to talk to these different people. And everyone has a sort of different, unique spin on their show. So it's always cool to jump on different shows and talk about different things. It's always really exciting.
0: Yeah, it is fun, right? And you have your own podcast. Yeah, I do. I
1: run a podcast with a friend of mine, Charlie Prangley, and our podcast is called Design Life. And it's a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. And we started it about a year and a half ago now, which is kind of crazy to think that we've been doing weekly episodes for a year and a half. Wow. It's been such a cool side project to do collaboratively with someone else. Has been really really fun. We talk about design and side projects and how to stay motivated and we talk about things like procrastination and task management and really how to be the person you want to be and how to manage and juggle your life so it's been a really fun side project and we're showing no signs of slowing down so really exciting things coming up soon.
0: Well, and so I'm curious, what made you decide to start this, uh, you know, uh, like start doing a podcast? What was sort of the genesis of this? Yeah, so
1: Charlie and I, first of all, we both really like podcasts. So we were both listening to a lot of different shows and we have lived together in the past and because we've lived together and we're both designers we've formed this really nice friendship between us and we both were sort of consuming similar content online and we would always have these sort of fireside chats and discussions about the things that we were consuming and how we wanted to bring those into our lives and you know, we'd talk about design and at the time we were both really into hand lettering so we would do that together as a sort of side project drawing letters while watching TV and we'd always have these really intense discussions we'd talk about our goals and our dreams and our ambitions and how we hope to get there and we sort of started realizing that these conversations could be valuable not just for us and for each other but for other people too and so one day we decided to just basically press record and record our casual conversation and that eventually turned into a podcast
0: Wow, that's so great. I mean, I, I was wondering, you know, so this podcast, I decided just me and one other person, I don't know if I could have a co host. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, perhaps I could, but it never really occurred to me. But I was wondering about that co host dynamic, but, it, but because you guys had already lived together, and you're already doing all of this stuff. It, it's such a nat- it sounded like such a natural evolution.
1: Yeah, it really was. It was sort of a no-brainer for us. I think at the time, we were both sort of looking for something to do and something to get our hands stuck into. We were both looking for some kind of side project that we could sink our teeth into, and we... It just sort of turned out that we were both looking for that something at the same time. It wasn't like we wanted to join forces and do something collaboratively together and thought what could we do. It was just more that we both were looking for something and realized that we already had this sort of great thing or foundation and figured why not turn it into a thing together. And it's really cool to work on a side project with someone else all of my other side projects that i have i do independently and so it's really nice to have this one thing that we do collaboratively and you know there's a bit of accountability there towards each other and we can rely on each other and we split up the the tasks and the things that we have to do so i take care of the editing she takes care of Uh, drafting the newsletter and things like that so yeah we split the load and it works really well for both of us it's been really good so far.
0: Well that's such a good point too about side projects you know doing it as an individual versus doing something collaboratively um, I was about to say, all, all of my pro- side projects are basically alone. It, I think there's <laughs> a theme here. I like, I'm independent. Yeah, um, and, that,
1: and that's totally okay. Like, if you enjoy being independent and sort of holding on to the reins yourself, that's super cool. You know, I think for the podcast, we both felt like we had this good dynamic talking to each other. And so it just worked out that we decided to do it together.
0: Yeah, I really like that. I mean, I think in part, I mean, I guess one of my side projects, uh, one of my side projects is is like this um, digital magic eight ball. And Mm -hmm. it's where it basically, it's not online yet. And I worked on it with my partner and and he is, I guess we're gonna work on it collaboratively. Basically, I came up with all these quotes from like hip hop and the matrix and Shakespeare. And you basically type in your question and when you shake it up, it gives you some answer, kind of like, although hopefully more um, interesting than um, the Magic 8-Ball, which, you know, like go for it. No, looks doubtful. It's more than that, right? (laughs) Um, I just just need to name it. So I keep talking about it on the podcast. I'm like, okay, I really just need to name this and port it to the web and put it out in the world.
1: Yeah. Naming something close to you is so hard. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't have any children. I can understand that that would feel like a lot of pressure, naming a human being. I just have enough of a hard time naming a project.
0: (laughs) I mean, let's not even discuss that. I mean, I play, I play, um, have you heard of Fallout Shelter?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Okay, so you've heard of like um of Fallout, right, the game? Yes. Yeah. So, like, Fallout 4, I think, was out recently. My, my my partner was really into playing it, and I played a little bit, and I was like, okay, this is too much for me. And then they, had a, they have a mobile game called Fallout Shelter. And so you have all these people. It's, like, basically, you know, like, there's a nuclear wasteland, and they're all in this little shelter, mm-hmm. and you can make babies, and, and you can change their outfits. And I, I like all of that. And then, like, you know, like, you build new rooms, and they go out on quests, and all of that's fantastic. I mean, I can kill a red scorpion <laughs> or... Uh, you know, like like nothing. But the problem I had was trying to pick their darn names. So <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm like, they're all like James. There's like yep. four James, you know, or like four Marcos or something like that. Four Like five Sarahs. Anyway, so yes, naming is really hard. Um, yeah. And it's
1: easy, I think, to let it hold you back from actually starting or actually doing something. Like you might have an idea for something that you want to start and you're really stuck on the name and that can hold you up for months. And I had this problem when I wanted to start a medium publication and I was like, what am I going to call it? What am I going to call it? And I had all this great content that I'd been writing, but I wasn't publishing it because I needed the name and it was holding me back. And I thought, you know, screw it. I'm just going to call it Femke's Thoughts for now. And I can always rename it later because I got to the point where it was holding me up and I thought it was stupid and I just needed to start getting the stuff out. And so I named it Femke's Thoughts and I think I guess it's been 10 months and it's still named that. And I don't care anymore. I, I just continue publishing to it and maybe one day I'll give it a real proper name. But for now it's fine. And I think the most important thing is to just get started and just put your work out there and don't let something as small as a name hold you back from that.
0: It's so true, right? I mean, <clears throat> it's, I mean, mine has been held up for a couple of years on this, although, you know, there was obviously other things. You know? Sure, sure. Um, I mean, you know, coding, it was pretty quick and pretty easy. I did it in Ruby in shoes. And if you know anything about Ruby, people are like, what is shoes? I'm like, it's basically like training wheels for people who don't know how to do rails. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I did it in Ruby in shoes and it was, it, it was a really fun experience. I mean, I've done, you know, I've learned a little bit about rails, but I'm definitely not there to this point but Mm -hmm. um but yeah I mean I I think that the naming like there are those things where we can get held up on names or trying to make it perfect and it it can really hold up projects and I think that that's the perfect solution I love that you called it Femka's thoughts and then you just went with it and move forward and it's like and it's fine right it's
1: fine the world doesn't end and nobody like nobody cares more than I do. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody's going to not read it because it's called Femke's Thoughts.
0: Well, right. And the thing is, is that we think that it's actually going to affect the way people perceive it, or if you're going, if you want to make money from your side project. And for the most part, I mean, yes, you and I both, we both, we both love branding, and we both think that that's important. Obviously, right? You as yeah. a designer, I do a ton of work in in personal branding and marketing with my folks, but it's also not everything. Right. Right. And like.
1: Yeah, go ahead. No, and it's easy to forget that, I think, or just put that aside. I think we get so fixated on the branding, which, don't get me wrong, is super important, but what's the point in having a great brand but no content or value to provide or no purpose?
0: Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny because... um, Bet On Yourself, I was just Susan Bond for a long time on my, you know, like working with my business and stuff because I didn't really have a name that came to me. And then Bet On Yourself came to me, I think it's been, gosh, two or three years now. And it was the first, I was like, oh, that's the name. And then I pushed forward, forward hard on it. But for a long time, I was just Susan Bond and company because I didn't, you know, I was okay with that. And it didn't really, It di- I don't think it affected my business that mm-hmm. much. You know what I mean? Like, I just pushed forward.
1: Yeah. And, and so people are good, like, people adapt to change as well. So I'm sure that when you changed it, the people who really care about the value you're providing and want to stick with you, I'm sure just, you know, accepted it. And, it, you know, the world didn't end.
0: No, totally. I mean, now people say to me, I'm betting on myself, Susan, you know. Oh, that's I, so cute. It's really cute. Because like I write, here's to betting on yourself at the end of every newsletter that I uh-huh. send out. And, um, and now people will say, I'm betting on myself, Susan, and here's how I'm doing it. And I, I love it. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I don't know that it's helped. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't say that the business took off because I changed the name yet you know, i do think people absolutely came along for the ride and, and they love it um you know but it's interesting that like that whole idea of naming and how that can really hold us up inside projects now when you were doing the podcast was that um did, did the name come up pretty easily
1: uh yeah we did a little bit of research i there was one that we really wanted i can't remember what it was i think it might have been the side project or something like that was the name that we originally wanted but it was taken by another podcast so we it it wasn't our first choice we had to go through a couple in our list and a few iterations and you know you got to check the domain name and is it available on apple Podcasts and things like that so it it wasn't the first choice but yeah i mean we're really happy with the name a lot of people really resonate with it and connect with it so i think it's serving its purpose well
0: Yeah, it is interesting. I know we had another name for this podcast, and I can't remember what it was now, and it's it's gone, of course. But then my partner came up with, you know, people like, what are indie dotes? So like indies is independence, and dotes are anecdotes, right, or stories. So it's the Mm -hmm. stories of independence. I love it. Yeah, that was my partner's really good at naming things. He (laughs) is, my partner is Lar Vanderjack. I should actually say his name and, you know, give him full credit because he names a lot of, uh, he names a lot of our projects, um, and anything that we do, but yeah, we, we, we came up with it at first. I was like, I don't know. And now I love it. Now I'm like, oh, it's kind of weird. It's nice. kind of, yeah, it's kind of cool. You know? So we bought the domain and you know, that was all, that was all great, but you know, it can take time. But so got for you guys, it was a little bit of process, but it sounds like it was fairly seamless.
1: Yeah, it was fairly seamless. And it's funny because I feel like there's always that one person in the family or relationship that's good at names. And, like, I'm definitely that person. I've named all of our three family pets. Which is so funny, and we always, every time we get a pet, which, I mean, to be honest, is not that often, but... <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> how often
0: are we getting pets? No, not there's that often. A, there's an iguana coming in next week, let's name
1: <laughs> it. <laughs> no, it's funny, we always, like, sit around the table, and everyone puts their ideas down, and mine always get chosen, so, you know, I must just have a natural gift for names.
0: I think so, wait, okay, wait, so we need to know the three names of the animals.
1: Okay, so there's Pippin, which is a cat, Coda.
0: What was Pippin named after, or how did that name come about?
1: Uh, Pippin is one of the hobbits in Lord of the Rings.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes.
1: And then there was Coda, which is our family dog. And to be honest, I don't know where that came from. It just came out of nowhere.
0: Well, that's a musical term, right? Coda, like the coda of a a song. Yeah, I think
1: it is. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. you might be right. And then our most recent cat is Mika.
0: That's right. And where did Mika come from?
1: Uh, again, I just don't know, <laughs> somewhere inside of me.
0: That's so funny, so do you get like where you write down names and then you vote, is it pr- secret ballot? I mean, there's only two of you, right? So, yeah, I don't know if you need the secret ballot.
1: Yeah, so the first cat and the family dog was with my family, so there's five of us, ah, my siblings okay. and parents, and that was like a, okay, everybody put your na- put the names down that you want and then we'll all sort of like think about it and, so yeah. So there was
0: a, that was a bigger, uh, you won a bigger, that was a bigger Yeah,
1: name. I won a bigger pool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. I came up with "Bet on Yourself," but that, and I've come up with a couple of good names throughout my life. But I wouldn't say it's easy for me. Once in a while, I if I hit it, I hit it dead on, and I'm great at it. But other times, now my partner, when I gotta name something, I'm like, okay, we're having a session. We put up a, um, <laughs> we put up a, we have these like whiteboards that you can stick to the wall. They're like Uh plastic pieces of paper that you stick to the wall and then you can whiteboard on them. So we just sit up there, we we have like, we call a meeting and then we just whiteboard and then he plays around with it in his head and then he'll, he'll come up with it. Nice. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it's true. Those can be things that can absolutely hold you up to a you know, a side project of business, anything. Um, so I mean, I love that. I, I, I naming is so important. Um, I'm wondering about, um, so with the, with the podcast, you know, like, were there any really hard bumps in the road to get started for, to the podcast? I mean, you hit record that one day, but you know, have there been any really big hard road, you know, speed bumps?
1: Yeah. I mean, first of all, I had to learn how to edit a podcast, which was something new for me. And. Maybe you're learning that at the moment too and going through that a little bit. Oh
0: my gosh, yes. (laughs) Give me tips.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's more time consuming than you think it is. And so that was definitely an initial hurdle that I had to sort of learn a couple of new skills there. Also, I think just we experience those occasional hurdles that you get with, Working with each other with two people, you know, there's two people's opinions to consider. And so sometimes we do disagree on something You know, I I might want to do an episode on a particular topic that Charlie might not be that interested in or isn't comfortable talking about and vice versa and so, you know, you have to deal with that too sometimes of just understanding each other and being respectful of each other and making sure that you're always on the same page which we try and do a lot with the podcast you know as we each have our own commitments we both have full-time jobs she runs a really big youtube channel i run other things myself so we always have to make sure that we're on the same page and are I guess are, are giving the same level of commitment that's really important and especially with side project partnerships I think it's really important to establish up front how much you're sort of each going to put in Like, and I don't mean that financially I just mean like mentally and how much time you're each going to put in and dedicate to it because if you're both not on the same page then you're definitely going to experience some conflicts later on I think.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why I tend to prefer to do things on my own is because uh, the collaboration aspect, you know, um, can be a lot, particularly for something that, you know, may not be making money or that's not like I assume that making money is not a primary driver of why you wanted to do this.
1: No, not at all. And I mean, we don't make any money right now. Ah, We, We don't do sponsors. And so. I think we, we did last late last year we did a limited edition run of some stickers that Charlie designed and that's been our only small source of income in the in the entire year and a half that we've been doing the show. And so money is definitely not a driving factor of the show.
0: Well, right, and, and I like that idea of how much mental energy you're gonna put into it, right? Yeah. You know, like how you know, spend you know, putting the time in and and Um, having making sure you have the same level Uh, okay so I have so many questions do you ever have like you talked about topics and how there were topics that um, maybe you want to talk about or she didn't do you guys ever have any things that you go into a show knowing we're going to you know either you outline it or you know we're going to steer clear of this territory
1: Mm -hmm. yeah totally I mean we always sort of chat for a couple minutes before you press record and if you've listened to our show if anyone listening has listened to our show then you'll know that we start off the show with just a general catch-up and we talk about how we've been and what's sort of been going on in our lives and the things we've been working on lately and there was a period last year where Charlie was applying for a new job and I knew that personally and wanted to hear all about how that was going obviously as a friend I wanted to hear how that was progressing Uh, but you know we obviously kept that off the air because that was a private thing that she was going through and her employer at the time couldn't know etc etc so things like that where you know sometimes there's things that we want to talk about off air in more of a friendship way I guess because we're both really good friends then uh, we make sure to do that off air instead of doing it on the show and I guess also there's been a couple of times I suppose where there's something that she doesn't want to go into that's maybe related to the topic but maybe there's a reason that she doesn't want to go into it or vice versa same for me And sometimes we'll like start saying something and realize that we're going down a path that we don't want to go down. And so we'll just sort of stop and take a step back and restart again from a certain point or maybe change tactic a little bit. So it's very much like a, it's not like we press record and have this perfect episode that doesn't need any editing at all. (laughs) I wish it was. Um, (laughs) That's uh, my
0: my dream. I I think (laughs)
1: it's everyone's dream. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that we either agree not to talk about or we do talk about and then realize later that maybe that shouldn't be on the show for whatever reason so yeah there's a bit of give and take there I think you have to use your discretion
0: yeah that that's great what I love about that is that I feel like a lot of times where we get into trouble in collaborating with people, and particularly on something like a side project where let's say maybe we're really excited about it, um, and it's not making money, but we're we're really invested, right? Because we're excited and we're creating something that's for yeah. ourselves. Like for, you know what I mean? I, like it's a, like I do indie notes selfishly. It's, it's a fun creative task for me and I love talking to people. Um, and so I feel like in those moments, there can be, um, we're very excited, and, and maybe we don't talk about, uh, you know, like I love that you guys talk about the fact, like what we're going to talk about and what we're not. And then what about the commitment stuff? Like, have you, do you check in on, how, like, who's, you know, does that feel equal? Do you check in on it, or does it sort of just flow? You know, that you're both giving the same amount of a commitment.
1: Yeah, so that's a really good question. And so when we started this project together, we both decided that we wouldn't do a 50-50 split on commitment and ownership because we both sort of felt and agreed that even if you have the best intentions and try and do a 50-50 split with someone on a collaborative project, there's always going to be one person who's going to end up giving more or being more invested or just taking more ownership naturally and so we decided okay we should do a 51 49 percent split and so we came to the agreement that I would have 51 percent and she has 49 and I mean as I said earlier we don't make any money off the show so it's not like a equity split or like a financial ownership split thing it's more just a I guess, commitment split. And so it's more just a way for us to be like, okay, well, who not necessarily has the final say, but like who has more ownership of this and is going to be more of the driving force of the the project. And based on, at the time, the commitments that we each had and the, the passion and enthusiasm, I guess, we each had for the show and for the project, we decided that I'd get 51 and she'd take the 49.
0: I love that because I agree. 50-50 really does not, it really just doesn't work. I mean, (laughs) it really is not very practical. Um, yeah. And I love that idea of 51-49. I think that's fantastic. Um, and so you just decided based upon where you were at that, that that's how that was gonna, you were going to take more. Um, and has that worked out? How, how has it worked out?
1: It's worked out really well. I mean, at the time that we were discussing this, Charlie was very focused on her YouTube channel and she still is. She's been doing really well. She's gotten really good audience growth and she's now speaking at conferences and going to VidCon in LA like next week, I think. So she's doing super well with her YouTube and she wanted to make sure that that stayed her primary focus, which I totally understand and respect and support. So yeah i mean she's still super focused on that and so we still are in the same split that hasn't changed and i guess it just means that like at the end of the day if something has to quickly get done for the podcast it's most likely gonna fall on me and i'm fine with that that's a decision that we made together and so far it's worked well i mean we're still going a year and a half later so things are going well
0: right well and i love that too that you you talk like w- one thing i'm really noticing is just how much conscious how conscious you both were <clears throat> part of me going into the process and how you talked about it right like okay we're gonna uh, we're, we're gonna avoid this topic about looking for a new job right and, you know that you do that continually and then the fact that you articulated mm-hmm. out fifty-one forty-nine and what that means Um, Because I think a lot of times we go in with the best of intentions and it doesn't quite work out that way. And then we're stuck with, well, now I, crap, now I have to have an awkward conversation.
1: Yeah. And I've seen that happen so many times with side project partnerships where, You're really excited and enthusiastic to start together, and it's all so exciting, something new, and you're both feeling really motivated and inspired, and you get a little bit into it and realize that maybe you each had different ideas for the project and different goals and different things directions that you want to go and so we really made sure that with this project that we laid it all out on the table up front got all of our intentions out and uh, chose a direction that we both agreed with and both wanted to head in
0: that's so fantastic yeah i i just love that i mean what I also love about the show is, you know, before we went on the air, we had no idea what we were going to talk about. Yeah. Um, I had no idea where this was going to head, which is what I love. Yeah. Um, I love having conversations where, you know, you're just, it's like you're chatting over a campfire or a cup of tea or something. And you're it goes to this unusual place that you didn't expect. And I, I love that. Um, that. I think that's really interesting. And you mentioned that, um, you know, Charlie's YouTube channel was going really well and wanted to continue focusing on that. Um, But I know you have other side projects too, and you have a job.
1: Yeah, I do all the things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we we just like, for just because I mean, I know a little bit about this, but, but, but for everybody, can you just talk a little bit about the things that you're doing? Let's start, you know, so that just to give a full perspective, because I feel like a lot of times people think, oh, I don't have time for a side project. And if someone like you, who I know is incredibly busy, has time for a side project, <laughs> well, so, so can you tell, like, give us a sense of the things that, you, that you're that you working on and doing in your life?
1: Yeah, sure. So obviously, I do a weekly podcast of Design Life, and I also have a full-time job. So I work in design and marketing at Atomic, which is an online design and prototyping tool for teams, and I've been working there for a couple years now. I'm currently working remotely from Amsterdam, but uh, if you have been listening this far into this episode and are still wondering where my weird accent is from Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh,
1: it's uh, not Australia because I know that that's what everyone is probably thinking (laughs) and it's actually New Zealand so I'm originally from New Zealand and I've been working remotely in Amsterdam for Atomic for a while and And
0: Atomic is a New Zealand company
1: yes it is right
0: right so the time difference is brutal brutal. (laughs) yeah I mean Right, so I'm just saying right there, that is like a full-time job plus.
1: Yeah, I mean, like my teammates come online at about 9 p.m. my time. That's when they're sort of logging on in their morning. And so like, that's really when Slack starts, (laughs) if you know what I mean. So that's when a lot of discussions start happening and things like that. So it's not really a nine to five job, uh, not just because of the time zone, other reasons too, but the time zone definitely throws a spanner in the works on that. So how do you wait? What's a spanner? Oh, a spanner. Uh, it's a, <laughs> I'm like, a. What's a spanner? <laughs> a spanner in the works. Have you not heard that expression? Maybe I'm being way too Kiwi right now. No, I don't even please, please, please <laughs> give, it, give, give
0: me the Kiwi. And
1: it's spanner. A, a spanner is a a tool, a like a handyman tool that you use to tighten nuts and bolts. Ah.
0: It's
1: like this metal. Yeah, I don't know how else to describe it.
0: And so spanner in the works
1: is like you're throwing something in just to make it that much more complicated and difficult. Like you're just throwing something in there that's going to make everything turn to custard, basically.
0: I totally want to use this now. That's (laughs) that's such a spanner in the works. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, yeah. <laughs> okay, I can. I, I'm. I'm totally going to use this. Okay, so so how do you collaborate then? Like, I, not that I want to go into depth, but how have you found? Um, the, it, how, what makes it easier to collaborate and work pretty well for you?
1: Well, we take turns having. Meetings in terms of like sometimes for me it'll be in my evening and sometimes for them it'll be in their evening So we kind of try and take turns to make sure it's not always One person's burden.
0: That's great.
1: Yeah, it, it works pretty well And then they're pretty good about recording meetings and things like that so that I can catch up because Sometimes they just have to do it uh, in their daytime when I'm not there And so they'll record it and I can catch up first then first thing the next morning, which is super helpful and I guess with Slack and just how online and digital we all are now, we just make sure all of our communication is online and available. And I, I try and go with this sort of uh, mantra, I guess, of like always over communicate, especially being a remote employee. like. Too much communication is never enough communication, I think. If you always feel like you're giving enough information and communicating enough, but often it's not for the remote person. So we always try and make sure that our communication is really clear and easy for each other to sort of pick up the next day.
0: Well, and are you the only remote person or are there others?
1: I'm the only... Remote person that's not in New Zealand. We have a couple of other remotees, but they're in New Zealand, so they're in the same time zone.
0: Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you definitely have thrown a spanner in the works on that one. <laughs> did I use it right? You did, it's okay. good. Sweet. <laughs> I'm a super nerd over here, I'm a word Gold nerd, star. So uh, yeah, anytime you give me a word, I'm like, ooh, I want to <laughs> use it now. Let me teach it to me. Um, okay, great. So, okay, so you've got this full time job plus. Right. So
1: you've got that. Yeah, I've got my full-time job. I've got the podcast. I also do a weekly blog post. So I write a weekly article to my mailing list, which I've been doing for a little while now. And that's been super cool to just be able to help other people and have these really interesting conversations with them and sort of build up this little community for myself has been really nice and growing this little audience. Uh, and then I also occasionally, it's, there's not like a strict publishing schedule at the moment, but I try every couple of weeks to post a new interview with a underrepresented creative person. So someone who is super talented, super creative, but maybe not getting all of the credit they deserved. And that kind of came from me just getting a little bit fatigued with all of these hot shots designers and creative people from Silicon Valley that we always see online and they're interviewed on every blog and on every single podcast and I was just hearing the same stories from the same prominent people everywhere and I was like I want to hear the stories from like people that live in random places and are just starting or they're trying to figure it out and they are new or maybe they haven't quite made it yet but they're doing really cool amazing and awesome things and so that's sort of what the creative series about it's a interview series with creative people who aren't yet necessarily at their career peak but they're doing super interesting and inspiring things
0: Oh, that's really cool. And where is that hosted? Or where that, is that
1: is on Medium. So if you look me up on Medium, which is FEMCA SVS, then you should find it there.
0: Oh, very good. Very good. And that's different from FEMCA's thoughts. Yep.
1: Yeah, so they're two different publications under my same Medium account.
0: Wow. So you have <laughs> two Medium publications. You have a podcast Mm -hmm. blog weekly Mm -hmm. and you have a full-time job where there's a massive time difference is that correct did i get it all yep Yep. that's pretty good yeah that's a lot like that that's i mean i knew this because i know you but uh i think that's a lot of that's a lot of things that you and, and and by the way also in the in the podcast you know, you you drive your podcast forward, right? You're the 51% person. I'm the 51, right? yeah. You're the 51, <laughs> you know? You're the last stop, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's funny hearing you say that because yes, it's a lot, but I never feel like it's enough. And I don't know if you relate to that at all, but I think like how you introduced me on the show, being a side project addict, I just always feel like there's more I can do or I have more to give or more to provide or more to explore, that I never feel like I'm doing quite enough. And so I'm that crazy person who is already doing too many things and also at the same time, wanting to do more crazy things and add more things to her plate. So yeah, never satisfied, I guess.
0: Yeah. I, you, you know me well that you knew that I would relate with that, right? Cause yeah. we've had conversations, I'm like, and I want to do this and I want to do this. I call us and, and, and people, right. Like, and this, and this, and this, and this, this and thing. That. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and then, and that I've learned, I've, I've been learning sometimes that subtraction is better than addition. Um, but I am definitely still, there's never enough. There's, you know, I always wanted to do more there's always more things that I want to do so yes I completely relate with that and I feel like for people like that um, in some ways having a fuller plate is better do you know what I mean Mm. like for them they they end up doing better because they have a fuller plate
1: I think so like I feel as though I get a lot of fulfillment out of having all of these things that I have to do and I mean, I will admit it's a juggle. Some weeks I am totally stressed out and thinking, how the heck am I going to be able to fit in everything that I want to do? But at the same time, that sort of stress and and circus show also drives me. That's what keeps me excited about showing up and keeps me motivated and inspired to keep going. I'm not a very, I'm not very good at being a boring person I always have to have something to do I'm not very good at relaxing and my boyfriend Owen tells me this all the time that I just need to learn how to relax and how to play but for me having all these side projects and being busy and creating all of these things some people probably view that as work but to me it's my play and that's how I stress but also relax and find it really fulfilling and I really enjoy having that sort of topsy-turviness in my life
0: I I totally get it it's funny yesterday was my birthday and everyone's like oh did you take the whole day off I'm like no I had clients and it was (laughs) was fun I mean I did take some time off and we went out to dinner and Mm -hmm. you know I did some you know I did get like a 10 minute little back massage and things like that lucky
1: you how do I sign up for one of those
0: I know. Right? You know I, I did like I decided to do like a manicure pedicure. I was like, oh, things are gross. My nails are breaking and they hurt. So then and then I got while well, my nails dried, I got a 10 minute, you know, back massage. And I was like, ooh, that's nice. That was like, perfect. Nice. But I did work. You know, I actually was like, I, I wrote part of an article. And that was actually enjoyable for me It was all stuff I wanted to do. It wasn't yeah. like work for an employer. Um, yeah you know, but it was, it was fun. I mean, you know, like, what is your ideal day? Um, Working on cool things. Yeah,
1: I totally get it. Like for me, that's my play and it's fun and enjoyable and I really love it. And so, yeah, what some people probably look at that as like working and why, why wouldn't you want to go and like go to the movies or something? And I'm like, well, I'd rather just work on my podcast because it's fun and I get a lot of fulfillment out of it.
0: Well, yeah. Do you know? Um, have you heard of the um, the Strengths Finder assessment?
1: No, I don't think I have.
0: So, um, Strengths Finder assessment um, came out of uh, Gallup. If you've heard of Gallup, they do a lot of polls. Okay. Um, they're big in, in the States. and um, But they also have this really huge sort of human capital consulting. Um, and I, I used to work for Gallup. Um, they're, they're an incredible organization. Um, and uh, the work that they do, they, they do this, it's, the book is called Now Discover Your Strengths. And it's this, an assessment that looks at people's talents. Um, it doesn't really look at personality but it more looks at talent so like for example and it'll give you like your top five they have 34 and it'll give you your top five strengths that you use and so like one of mine is um, strategic which anyone who knows me I, it's how I walk through the world. I'm going to go do this, and then I'm going to walk to the table, and I'm going to put that there, and then I'm, you know, that's how I walk through the world. The reason I'm bringing that up is because there's a talent called achiever, and you talk exactly like an achiever. <laughs> is it so, a good or a bad thing? <laughs> they're all good. Like, like it comes from the field of positive psychology, mm-hmm. and, um, and yeah, it, it, I mean, so basically, it's more about, um, it's it's about using it in positive ways. And it's, it's more like making sure that you have an environment that that works. So achievers, by the way, I have my, I come from a family of achievers and mine is a little bit lower. I know my whole, like they rank order, all of them. Mine's a little bit lower than my top five, but it's pretty high up there. So achievers, it's not uncommon for them to like, they, they, like how many hours a week do you work? 70, 80, or 90 is not uncommon for them, Mm -hmm. but they're not exhausted by it. It instead it fuels them they're the kind of people that if they go to the beach they're like picking up seashells you know or they have to read a book they aren't just gonna sit there in the Sun oh
1: my and, gosh yes
0: right right <laughs> can't right. just be yeah 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 and, and it's funny because I think a lot of times we want to then we want to tell them to calm down or slow down or you're gonna hurt yourself and certainly there are extreme versions of it there's no question but for achievers they really love to um, they being busier can really be helpful to them. And and it's, it's fulfilling to them.
1: Yeah. I I think that does sound like me. I should take this little test.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I I think it sounds like you, I know Then we could do another show and talk about your strengths. Um, I I love them. I'm I'm a certified strengths coach. I mean, I, I, I think it's really, really fascinating. The other thing about achievers is, um, like, they love to have a checklist and they love to check things off the checklist.
1: Mm, You know, I recently started bullet journaling like a month ago and it's been so satisfying to be able to write things down and check them off.
0: What's a bullet journal?
1: Oh, bullet journal is the system of task management and prioritization, so Previously, I was just writing to-do lists on pieces of paper, so it would just be a list with a little checkbox next to it that I'd check off when I'd done it. But a bullet journal is like a systematic way of organizing your life, basically, and your to-do lists. And so things are split out into months and weeks and days, and there's a coding sort of system, like a... You do an X for if you did the task, you do a little arrow if you didn't quite get the task done, but you're going to bump it to the next day. Like there's a whole system as to how you complete and code your tasks. And it's been super useful for me.
0: Well, that's so that, that's so great. Yeah, there's nothing better than just checking something off of a list. Yeah, so, so, so
1: satisfying.
0: I mean, it's so satisfying. I mean, I, like I said, I still have this and I come from... Uh, a family of achievers. I mean, my father is 85. No, I'm sorry. He's 86. My dad's 86, and he's working on a car that's going to go uh, on the Salt Flats. Like the goal is to go maybe 200 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. My dad's like an old dragster. You know, he built cars, and that's what he did for a living. So he's working on that. He also has a weekly email newsletter that is about stocks. So he does all the he has all these stocks. Plus, he's really active in his church, and he keeps uh, three of their cars running on top of rebuilding their deck and making sure that the birds have uh, feed. I mean, he's 86, that's an achiever. That is an achiever, (laughs) (laughs) amazing. But you know, so so it's not good or bad. I just, when you said it, I I couldn't help but think, wow, this is somebody who does a lot of things, but that it can also fuel you.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely feel like it fuels me and I feel like sometimes that is hard for other people to understand so sometimes I can feel like a bit of the crazy outsider who prefers to be behind my laptop than going out with friends for dinner or something <laughs> and, and that's not to mean that I don't enjoy going out with friends for dinner and I don't do it because I definitely do I, I go out with my friends probably once a week to dinner uh, but just not every single time you know sometimes I've got other priorities and things that are maybe just more important at that particular time that I really have to or want to get done. And so, yeah, that's just how it is sometimes with me.
0: Well, I I mean, I know that I relate with that. I actually think that there's a lot of people um, on our podcast who would really relate with that. You know, the idea that there's things they want to get done and they love the social and love seeing friends, but they really love what they're doing and they love their side projects.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's a good sign that you have this inner fire and this inner passion that drives you. And, I mean, if that's how you're feeling, then I think it's good to embrace it and not to try and push it back down.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, of course, that that that's me. I'm the person who prefers to work on writing or some project lately. I've been working on make it, learning how to make kombucha and how to flavor it. I mean, you know, I'm like, I'm cool. having so much. Yeah, I discovered like, ooh, a new recipe. So last night after we went out to dinner, I made my partner run around Brooklyn, trying to find lavender buds at the right size so that we could, we could, we could, you know, our new flavor is going to be lavender basil. You know. Oh, that sounds amazing. And that was fun for me, you know. And then my next project is learning how to grow plants from seeds rather than starting with little plantlings. Like nice. You know, I think though for me be, those are fun things and the driven things of life. You know, are good for me. Um, I just
1: think that if you really want to do something, then just do it and. I think it's easy for us to have a 100 excuses as to why not to do it and it always feels like a better idea as to why not to do it. Uh, you know, Maybe your excuse is you don't have enough time or no one will care, no one will read it, there's other more important things but I think if you still really have that drive that's pulling you to do it, whether that's starting a side project or I don't know maybe it's something a bit more life changing like wanting to quit your job or something I mean I'm not gonna sit here and tell people to quit their jobs but if you have some strong desire to do something then I recommend just embracing it a little bit and talking to it and seeing what it would feel like if you did make that jump or did do that thing that you want to do and there's always going to be 101 excuses why you shouldn't uh, but there might be that one really good reason why you should and I think you should at least give that one reason a chance.
0: I love that. Like that, 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 there's like all these excuses, and then there's like all that this one good, really good reason. Yeah,
1: totally. Right? Like
0: creativity or creative expression or taking a risk or you know whatever. I think there's like a million different reasons. Um, I, I I love that. I love that. Mine mine has been in the past that I feel like, oh, it's already been done. So, oh, see, I found, uh, yeah. I, I, I Someone's found like, one Someone's already done example. it. Right, I found one <laughs> example, and then it's like, oh, well, now I can't do it. Yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm honest, that stopped me for a while. Now I'm like, now I don't really look. I mean, I look to see if I'm doing exactly the same thing. I check on names, but otherwise, I kind of don't care anymore. Like, I just move forward. I'm like, you know what? mine is what it is and theirs is what theirs is and I'm going to do this for my own creative expression
1: yeah it's all about how you see it like you could see that as a challenge you could see that as oh well someone else has already done it so I'm going to do it better or something like that you know I, I don't think it's a good reason to just stop right there that's that's letting someone else determine your creative output and I think you should always be in control of that
0: Well, totally. And and even if it's not better, someone can never do it the way you do. It's like, I'm going to do my own Mm -hmm. creative expression. Because I feel like a lot of times we're working with clients or we're, we're working for, you know, our boss or at our company. And we don't control the creative output and we don't have a way to express it. And that's so, I feel like that's just the nectar of life. It's so important.
1: Yeah, I think it is important. Just follow your gut. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love that, you know. I, you know I love that. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. It was so delightful.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun.